edition of our Unscripted Podcast for you. In case you listened last week, we had the pleasure of being joined by former 49ers wide receiver and newest inductee into the 49ers Hall of Fame, John Taylor, just to talk about his career, some of those great memories that happened on the field and just what he's up to now. But now this time around, we got to talk to the other inductee into the 49ers Hall of Fame. Uh, you might know him very well, famed 49ers and NFL linebacker, Patrick Willis, just to discuss his favorite memories of his decorated eight-year NFL career and what some of those moments were like on the field. He gave us insight into some of those telltale signs that allowed him to be all over the field as a coverage linebacker. And also, my favorite question I had to ask, which quarterback gave him the most pleasure of sacking during his time on the field. We have a lot of really fun and memorable moments that you, the faithful, will honestly enjoy. So with that, give this a listen. 49ers former linebacker and one of the newest inductees into the 49ers Hall of Fame, Patrick Willis. We're here inside of the 49ers Museum with one of the most recent, one of two of the most recent inductees into the 49ers Hall of Fame, Patrick Willis. Patrick, just looking back at your career, 11 seasons with the 49ers, and I had to have a note card for this one. Seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, made the NFL All-Decade team. When you were drafted back in 2007, did you ever envision your career being as decorated as it is? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, truthfully, you know, I... I never thought about it a whole lot, um, just other than, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I left my mark um, on the game um, here, here at this organization. And in order to do that, you know, I had to be consistent um, every day, every game, um, each season. And not knowing how long, you know, uh, you're guaranteed to play, um, I just say, you know, today be the last day. I just wanted to be my best. So um, with that being said, I just try to go out and give it everything I had. and the results <laughs> good mentality to have but just looking at your career eight seasons with the 49ers I'm sure a lot of games a lot of teammates but is there a memory that main memory that sticks out when you just look back at that career and you're just like that moment just always comes to mind um you know I wish I could say um one one play particularly or one game it really just have to be um the transitional periods uh and what I'm what I mean by that is like my first four seasons here with the Niners from 2007 to 2010, uh, we were 500 or below, and that's tough, you know. Coming, you know, each off season you grinding, and so it wasn't until 2011, 12, 13 season, the second part of my career where we began to win, that really um, made the appreciation of all that that you went through before um, that much more worth it. So I would say just going through those growing pains to feeling what it was like to actually win. Unfortunately, we didn't win the, the big dance, which and that's what you want to, but um, I was just grateful for that, to be able to experience what it was like to to win on that kind of stage and level. So, Being on that big stage, going back to that Super Bowl, that moment, that roster, that team, what do you remember about that experience? Um, just, just how close we were um, as a team, but really, and also really just knowing for knowing that what what went into the what went into all that that, that it wasn't just 
um, that one season that it was a lot of, like I said, going through the growing pains of, you know, not winning to finally being able to win. And, and again, just it would be the, just the, the guys. Um, um, just not being able to get it done was, uh, that still stings a little bit, but um, was a great group of guys to, to play with. So there's a story that I found out, and uh-huh. I want you to help me out with this. When you were in first grade, there was a teacher that basically said that, you know, your chances of getting into the NFL are very slim, less than 1%. And you told her that you will be a part of that 1% to make it to the highest level oh. of playing the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, being that young and having that mentality and just knowing that that's, that what's, that's what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. where did that come from? How, how, give me a little detail about that. Um, so I would correction to a little bit of it, if I may. Um, I was actually in the eighth grade okay. um, at that point, and really um, at that point it had became um, my truth uh, or my, my, um, my belief um, that it was going to happen. I just remember when I was in the, I think I was eight years old at the time watching Monday Night Football. And they would say, if you can see yourself or if you can envision yourself, then it's possible. And I never forget watching Monday Night Football and, you know, seeing the ball kick off and just seeing all the cameras go off. Because back then, uh, Monday Night Football was like the Super Bowl. And like, especially when you only had three channels like I did. So anytime Monday Night Football would come on, uh, you know, you'd be excited and just seeing, seeing, that night, uh, particularly uh, being at my grandmother's house, I just looking at TV and I just remember saying to myself, like, I'm going to do that. Um, I saw myself running down the field as if that was me. And, I, and from that point on, around eight, I just told myself that I was going to be a professional athlete, that I was going to be an um, NFL player. And so now I'm in eighth grade and we have my guidance counselor, you know, doing her job, um, asked me, you know, what I want to do. and it was getting ready for college. Uh, I'm sorry, in eighth grade, getting ready to pick your curriculum. We you know university, dual or technical. And I was like, well, I'm trying to go to NFL. And in order to go to the NFL, I think you got to go to college. And so, you know, I was like, she asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, well, first, I want to be a professional athlete. And before I could get it out, and she's like, well, you know, less than 1%, you know, does this. And I said, well, I guess I'll be in that less than 1%. So, it just come from just having a vision for myself and just not being denied. A big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface. Microsoft Surface plays a huge role in preparation and game day for the San Francisco 49ers. And as a proud partner in the preferred laptop of the San Francisco 49ers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools needed to succeed both on and off the field. And then a decade and some change later, here you are being drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and I just think that story and that that drive and that passion of seeing what you want to do, I think that can resonate with a lot of people, whether it is your aspirations are to play in the NFL or elsewhere. But is there a quote or maybe words of wisdom that fuel you? Um, man, there's a lot of things I've heard um, throughout time. Two, two of them would be uh, one from um, maybe three. One from Coach Singletary, Mike Singletary. He, he once told me, he said, you have to earn the right to be great. And um, I never forget him telling me that. 
one day. The next would be um, Bruce Lee. His his favorite um, philosophy always quotes like "Be water," you know. And I think being water just to me uh, resonates on just have to be um, uh, be you have to be able to adapt. You know, you put water in a space and it becomes you know whatever you put it in. And I feel like that's kind of how my life is. Always been, and another one would be from a guy named Miles. This is kind of like a, when he says, um, "If what you see is not what you saw, then what you see is only temporary." So let me say it again: okay. If if what you see is not what you saw, then what you are seeing is only temporary. I think that one's gonna take me a minute. To <laughs> I know, right? Digest. So so what, what so what is so what I'm what it's saying is, if what you are looking at in front of you is not what you envisioned. Then what you in front, then whatever you, then whatever's going on in front of you, it, it can't be, um, it can't be there to stop you or not. So I guess it's, so I guess what I'm saying is, whatever you see in front of you, uh, don't let it stop you from reaching what it is that you saw. So fantastic <laughs> words to live by, fantastic <laughs> quotes, and I honestly would expect nothing less of you. No. And I say that because you were that teammate that I feel I asked you about a quote that fuels you but you were that teammate that seemed to be fueling your teammates a lot you were the king of those pre-game speeches <laughs> but with that I want to know what was the recipe for a perfect Patrick Willis pre-game speech was it did it all just come to you was some of this like all right I know I want to tell my teammates this how did you come up with these uh, and they were effective as well yeah truthfully it was just something that came from within. Um, I tried to write things the night before, especially after they asked me to do it the first few times or not. At first it was just, I thought it was just, you know, I would just do it that one time, but then they kept on asking. But then I was like, all right, maybe I need to write something down. This is what I'm going to say. And each time I would write something down, I would get up there and it would never be, uh, I would never say what I, what I, what I would write down. So, um, yeah, so it would just come from within. And truthfully, the recipe was just, knowing uh, what I was willing to give to my teammates and, and just looking at them before the game and just, you know, feeling that energy and saying, well, hey, this is what it's going to take. So thought it was a one-time thing and you were just so good at it. They were like, let's have yeah. a good <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, you were known for being everywhere on the field, whether you were dropping back in coverage, you were finding your way into the backfield. You literally just were everywhere. But with that, were there any – telltale signs that maybe helped you adjust or be able to make plays on the field that you saw when you were playing um I, truthfully um you know you would get you get certain tells obviously you study film and you know you see formations um uh, from the offenses but where a lot of my um play come from was as as most know you know my my feet where um or you know, were a big issue, and so for me, uh, especially when it come on turf, or just being able to stop certain ways, I always had to be a few steps ahead of the play um, before it happened. Meaning, like, I would literally get the call, I would check the formation out, and I would do like you know, what you call um, um, analyze the uh, analyze the the offense, and I would say, all right, this is they can only do this. They can only do this as an offense and this play, you know, depending on who I'm guarding or having to cover, he can only do these things. So I had to be steps ahead of, of whoever it was I was going against so that, you know, they couldn't 
you know, have one up on me because of my feet or whatnot. So a lot of that came from just understanding like what I, what needed to be done on my end to make sure that you know they were to be successful. All right, Pat, we've got a really tough one for you. Okay, mm -hmm. so you notched twenty sacks over your NFL career. Looking back at those, who would you say was the quarterback that you got the most satisfaction getting to? Uh, I'd probably say it'd probably be Eli, um, just because um, we played college ball together. I was a freshman, a true freshman, when he was a senior at Ole Miss. And true story, my my first practice um, with uh, Ole Miss, my first practice with Ole Miss, um, I'm on the practice squad, and I come off the ball, and Eli, you know, drops back to pass, and just working good mechanics, I act as if I'm, a, you know, swipe the ball. I'm, I'm not gonna hit the ball, but I act as if I am. And I never forget like getting ripped by the coaches, the head coach. I mean, they would, I mean, I literally just went by them. As soon as I went by them, they would, I just, all I heard was, you rookie, I mean, you freshman, stay away from here. Don't you ever get close to him? And I just remember being like, wait, what did I do? I didn't touch him. And so uh, now fast forward, here we are, you know, playing against one another. And, um, and I finally get a chance to, you know, get my sack on him. And I'm like, yeah, nobody here to save you now. So. <laughs> Um, he, he, would, he would probably be um, that one uh, amongst others, but yeah, for sure. That, that that's one. the one that sticks out. Yeah, being yeah. able to finally get that redemption, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, um, that one. That one. Um, another one that was probably this doesn't get recorded because uh, it's preseason, but it was it would be going against uh, tackling Brett Favre. Or I had a gut blitz in a preseason game against Brett Favre, and you know preseason you don't you don't really blitz, and you don't really you ain't really trying to you know kill a person or, you know, excuse my language, but you're not really trying to hurt a person or whatnot, but I never forget coming up on a gut blitz and Brett Favre was kind of old at the time or whatnot, you know, he was with Minnesota, he older at the time and I never forget hitting him and I felt bad, like I felt bad when I hit him and, if, and when I heard him hit the ground, I just felt like, I kind of cringed for him, like when I heard him go boom, like that, I was like, man, my bad, man, I'm like, I, I didn't mean to do you like that, I'm like, man, you kind of old, but then he kind of got some redemption later on that season or whatnot, which a lot of people um, don't know, but it has, somebody has put a video up um, on Twitter where it shows him making a block downfield. And I'm not ashamed of it, it could happen sometimes, but that, that hit, he, have, he didn't make a block, he actually just had a hit. And it was kind of late after the fact, well not play already did, but Brett Favre, have, he have a few of these I've come to know, come to know. And he hit me and knocked me down, and I never forget not knowing who it was until he was watching film the following um, Monday, and that's when I found out who it was who knocked me down in the uh, out in the field of play. So Brett Favre got his redemption. On yeah, Patrick yeah, Willis. yeah. He he got it back. So so if I ever had him in a sit down interview, I, is that one of the questions I could ask? Like, do you remember that yeah, moment? Do you think I, yeah, remember? I think so. Cause I, I'm, I'm not. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe to him, it probably wouldn't. You know, may, may not be a big deal uh, or whatnot. But to me, um, him, him doing that, I, I, I'll never forget it. To the point to where I'm like, man, if I had the opportunity to get him back today, I probably would. So. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it is a big deal to him, and it's a big deal for us to have you here. Thank you so much for the time, and again, congratulations on being the newest inductee into the 49ers Hall of Fame. Yes, thank you.